Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Welcome to the good news. Robbie Yopes is here, author and speaker, and we will be joined by Rick Thielen in part two. And Rick is with Life Choices, and I love that they help women with love, uh, women who are facing difficult choices. And they also go into schools, Robbie, and educate kids about choices, that they have the right to say no. A lot of kids are so enculturated by our society thinking, oh, if someone wants to be involved in a relationship that I deem is inappropriate, uh, maybe I should say yes, because that's what everybody else does. Any, and they give them really great tools. Anything to bring security and power and courage to a young person, I am so for. I love their program, too, because they do these post-program interviews with you know middle schoolers and uh, from kids 12 and 13 up into their later teenage years. And a lot of them go, wow, I just feel like I am so empowered now. And yes. I'm going to make the choice to say no from here on out, even if they've already made the choice to get involved in a relationship that maybe they're not comfortable with. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's an excellent program. Yeah, looking forward to talking to him. Um, also, um, I, let's talk about some good news, shall we? Shall we? Um, yeah, I want to start with uh, this man leaving his job uh, to pursue his passion. And here's what really struck me about this. This isn't just any job. This is a law. He went to law school. So I think when you dedicate your life to going through college, going through law school, passing the bar, you've invested so much into your career that if you realize that you're not having a life and that you're not enjoying it and that you're sacrificing your relationships and then you decide I'm going to walk away from it, that's huge because society deems you a failure. Your family might deem you a failure. Um, you may still have school loans to pay off. Your parents may have helped you put you through law school. Your dad might be an attorney. Everyone's judging you. Are you really little Bobby? You're going to walk away from your legal career that we've invested so much time and money in. You know what I mean? Like, you have to really swallow your pride. It's the same thing, I think, when people make decisions that are really big in their lives and they decide, wow, this big thing I worked so hard for for years I'm going to step away from. People judge you, and sometimes people stay in that job um, or this decision they've made, even if it's a marriage where maybe it's an abusive marriage and they've made a mistake, and but they're afraid to admit it to their family and they stay in situations they shouldn't because they're embarrassed or they're afraid of judgment. It's amazing. Yes. You have to have courage to change. And it's so sad when you are trapped in what you think is a situation that you cannot get out of. You always have the choice to change. My husband in February is leaving a very good paying corporate job scary for a ministry well did you stepped away from your job i was i taught for almost 20 years and then i walked away to be a writer and a speaker and most of all a mom no it was in second grade then so a bet but i have no regrets absolutely but it's very hard 
Uh, and you're right. People go, what? You're, you're I have a relative. You a teaching job for 20 years that you yes. went to college for that, and now you're going to stay home and you're going <laughs> to try to be an author and a speaker, and you have a relative that what? It, well, it's been 10 years, and I have a relative who still hasn't gotten over it. Because yeah. every time anything happens, I have this certain relative who says, well, why doesn't Robbie get a real job? And really? Yes, every time. Every time? My husband is very supportive, and he always sticks up for me. But, you know, it's it's people don't understand because, you know, you grow up in a way that you must have security with um, with what you uh, what you make and what you have in your home, et cetera. And you know what? Security is not all that it, security is sometimes something you have to put aside to take an adventure. Ah. And we're very adventurous. Well, I want to talk more about your husband stepping away from his job. But you just said security, sometimes you have to step away from it to take an adventure. And that's what this young attorney did. Here's part one. My name's Eric Reed. Three years ago, I left my job as a securities litigator to become a travel writer and journalist. Um, I now live in Chicago, and this is what I do full time. After I graduated, I graduated from the University of Michigan Law School. And uh, from there, I went off to Southeast Asia. And I helped to run an NGO uh, out in Cambodia that builds schools and orphanages. Uh, and that was the first thing I got to do uh, as a lawyer. I actually found out I passed the bar in the middle of a monsoon one night. And then I went to uh, Philadelphia to be a securities litigator. And it was, by all objective measures, a great job. When I first started the job, uh, my, my now wife, then girlfriend, and I lived together in Philadelphia. And the, the biggest impact of the job was on our relationship. The hours are just too demanding. You're working, you know, 12 to 14 hour days. You're working most weekends. You end up leaving the other person alone all the time. And sooner or later, you have to choose which is more important to you. Wow. Excellent that he, he sounds young. He that is. That he did it when he was young. Well done. You know, a lot of people wait until they um, have a mortgage and three kids and they're 45. And then they decide, wait, I'm not unhappy with, I'm very unhappy with all the choices I've made. And it's much harder to make a change then. So I applaud this guy for doing it young. I do too, because that's the time when you can travel and be a, a uh, what do you say, a travel writer and journalist when you don't have kids and you can actually really, really travel and be a journalist. Absolutely. And that woman would probably not have become his wife if he had not made the time for her, so he showed her she was a priority. It is a tough thing to do to walk away from a career like that. And, and we'll you talk know, more. you know, too. Yeah, I, t I, t I walked away from my TV news career. I had another offer in uh, Denver to do a morning show. And I have to be honest with you, over the, week, the weekend that I made the decision, I felt sick. And it was a great station. It was a great job offer. But I felt sick as in I felt God kind of pushing me to do this good news radio and to do Christian radio and to offer people hope. And I'm over three years into this now. And when I first started, I didn't make anything because I had to create the show. Mm -hmm. And now I make a little bit. But believe me, I want to support more charities. I want to have more charities on the show and have more businesses sponsorship charities so that they can get attention and they can get donations you know and right. sometimes that takes businesses believing in me you know and it's been hard it's been hard to um, go out in the community and ask people to support me and you have to swallow your pride and say I need help getting this off the ground but just like you said the 
the businesses believe in you it is start it started with you believing, believing in, in you it. yeah well and so many people had said we need more good news and with all the horrible things happening around the world yes. i believe it and we see a lot of good day to day yes there's a lot of bad in the world but think about your day-to-day -day life think about coming in here and seeing jorge seeing me seeing moose it's seeing a the joy people who work here there's a lot of goodness in oh, this building absolutely. in this office and so we hear the bad news on TV, but there's so much good news in our day-to-day -day life. Absolutely. You know, and there's uh, just the friendship, love. If you look for it, it's there. And you, I try to wake up and ask God, okay, God, what do you have for me today? And sometimes it's um, just a wonderful conversation. Sometimes it's just stop and gaze at the beauty this morning like right now the snow is coming and we've got clouds but this morning it was so beautiful blue sky with just this misty foggy clouds on the the horizon that's beauty that's beautiful that's that's good good news it is beautiful all right so um let's talk about part two and then let's get into your big family change of walking away from security to pursue a, a, a ministry helping marriages so here's part two of the attorney eric who uh, walked away from a legal career he was an attorney a litigator uh, to become a travel writer and journalist and pursue his passion one of the biggest reasons i ended up leaving the job was because uh, you know for all the money that was coming in we had a great apartment we you know got to spend well and I woke up one day and just realized for all of that I was happier when I was poor. That was it. That was when I decided I needed to leave my life as a lawyer behind. The reality is I always wanted to be a writer. Specifically travel writing, I, I chose that because uh, it was the combination of a lifetime of, of wanting to write and then just loving the adventure. When I first started writing, I mean I would send out, you know, dozens and dozens of pitches and not hear back from a single place. Now I've managed to get to the point where I do have people who publish me regularly, you know, I've got relationships with editors. I mean, I get to go all over the world, places that I never thought I'd get a chance to see, and it's, it's a chance to tell stories that need to be told. The best advice, honestly, I can give for work-life balance is find your priorities. You know, know what's important, and then just make sure you, you do whatever you have to do to, to get that. And it's not going to be easy or quick often enough, but as long as you're working towards that goal, at least you'll, you'll be making progress. Looking back, this has been, you know, a journey. I get to feel like I'm proud of what I'm doing, like what I'm doing gives back, does something meaningful. Okay, now that's a great feeling. I get to feel that what I have, give, what I do gives back, and that has great meaning. Yes. So let's talk about you guys. What are you doing? Well, we're uh, trying to find meaning. <laughs> we uh, have been married 20 years and we have a story where our marriage fell apart year seven we had a hard time getting back together but you we left did. I left my husband with yes. your son yes he is uh, he was a sex addict and so we left and but the Lord put us back together as a family and we're happier than ever and now we minister to marriages a, um, a lot and so we are ready we both feel very called to do it full-time and this whole idea of um, adult uh, you know what's this I mean I hate to use big words that people if they've got kids listening but pornography that's something that a lot of men struggle with we don't talk about and women 
and women. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, we talk about men and we never talk about women struggling with that. But um, so that's something that you and your husband also address. But in general, you want to help people reclaim their marriages. So he's going to walk away from a corporate good paying job. You've already stepped away from your teaching career. You guys are taking a huge risk to do this ministry. Absolutely. You know, and we um, money is is it's just so vital to live. Yeah. And so we put it up on a pedestal that if we don't have money, then what are we going to do? Well, we know that the Lord is going to support us and we are going to have, and we have some plans too. We're not just going to walk out and and, uh, say, God put some money on trees. We have plans, but, and we're being smart, but we're not, we're making the choice to make money very low in our priorities. And that takes a lot of courage and the Lord has given us courage to do it because we're so passionate. We're passionate. We're so passionate, Angie, about folks not getting wrapped up in the power of pornography. You know, Triple um, X Church, it sounds like a weird website. Yeah. But it's actually a very cool Jesus-loving website. It's called Triple X Church. And... Um, the, Interesting. Yeah, the leader of it is a, a friend or um, he knows a, one of the leaders in the um, adult entertainment industry. And the two of them often talk and they even have debates. Well, one time the um, leader of the X Church asked the, the guy, what would it take to shut down the pornography industry? And he said, if Christians would stop using pornography for seven days. What? Seven days. Yeah. Christians. Uh-huh. That's his opinion. Well, he has, you know, he has a way to track um, online pornography use. And, I mean, this is sad. I'm sorry. This is very sad. But a lot of times when you have men conferences, Christian conferences, uh, the pornography use in the hotel rooms goes way up. Oh my goodness! It's a it's a epidemic. It's horrible, and we are going to do what we can to fight it. Well, thank you for your honesty and your openness about it, because I think that even in the Christian circles, it's still a taboo topic. You know what I mean? It's not. Oh yes. It's that no one. I just admire, you know me, I'm very transparent. So when someone's open about the issues they've struggled with and they want to help others with, mm-hmm. I think that's an even extra kudos for you on your um, crown from the Lord because uh, many of us want to help people with things that are, oh, more snuggly. I want to, I want to help you be a better hugger. I want to help <laughs> you be more loving. I want to help you be more kind to others. And no one, there aren't a lot of people, you know what I really want to help you with? I want to help you with your pornography issue. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? I mean, that's not as snuggly and warm and, you know, fun is uh, teaching someone to be a better hugger. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that, like, it's it's more I, of an I, issue that's more hardcore. I completely agree with you. And we uh, we need a lot of prayer. So if you're listening, pray for Robbie and John. All right. Thank you for helping people with their marriages. I want to make sure that people can find you and your ministry. And then we're going to change gears. RobbieYopst.com, I-O-B-S-T. I-O-B-S-T. All right, changing gears now. Terry Fisher, also very good news. She always has all the fun things to do over the weekend. Hello, Terry. Hello, Angie, and happy Friday. Happy Friday. 
And it was really nice to see you at the Wings Over the Rocky Gala with the astronauts. That was fun. Oh, I love seeing the astronauts. I love the message of uh, positive attitude and how they still would have been stuck in space and they wouldn't have survived had they not uh, focused, had a positive attitude, and had good decision-making during a critical, you know, um, deci- you know during know. a critical time. I know. The Apollo 13 crew was amazing. Yeah. So it was a really honor, and I was glad I got to sit with you. And so, but anyway, coming up, well, obviously, next week is Thanksgiving. So I want to wish a heartfelt thank you or to you, Angie, for, for being the supporter you are to Five Star and to all of your radio listeners, and, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. So I want to say that before I don't have time. And um, if you guys are out and about and you want to go to the 60th Party Historic Preservation Commission Gala in the city of Brighton, that is going on tomorrow night with the Cruising Cats. It's really, really um, going to be a really, really super fun event. Uh, tomorrow there's also a thing called Turkeys Everywhere at Rocky Mountain Dinosaur Resource Center. It's general admission from 1.30 to 2.30, but they have songs, pilgrim bag puppets, um, puppet shows, all kinds of fun little things like that for the children. And at the Children's Museum, you can go to the WOW's 19th birthday party tomorrow, 10.30 to 1. Um, looks like there is a little bit of a general admission for that one, but they're going to have all kinds of really, like a birthday party, refreshments, crafts, musical performance by the Boulder Box Festival. Okay. And over in Golden, of course, you've got old golden Christmas going on every day, which looks like a lot of fun. And you've got the Denver Chris Kingle market that starts starts today. Okay. And um, the German-American Chamber of Commerce puts this on down at Skyline Park, and it is free. So you might want to head over to that um, and enjoy some of those things. And then you've got the holiday food and gift show that goes on today and tomorrow and Sunday uh, down at the convention center. And Have you ever been to that, Angie? No, I haven't. It's at the convention center? Yeah, it's all kinds of fun. You've got all kinds of gift ideas and food samples and food and your dips and Santa What about Claus trains? The train. Yep, a big train. Oh, neat. It kind of goes around. And so that's kind of a fun thing for the children and everyone. And my family always enjoys going to that oh, every year. Oh, my kids would love that. Yeah. So, and you can get coupons. Sometimes there's discounts in, um, if you go online to the Holiday Food and Gift Show. Okay. Or um, sometimes in the newspaper, if you still get the newspaper, you can get them there. Excellent. All yeah, right. So, if people want to hire really unique talent uh, for um, different events or parties, Christmas, uh, Santa Claus, all kinds of things, or if they are a unique entertainer, if they're in a, a you know, some, they, you, you have every kind of an entertainer that you can think of just about, I, you have. Hey, We've got aerialists. We have unusual. We've got everything. So we even have Angie Austin for all of you out there that needs an amazing speaker, a presenter, a keynote address. Angie's your girl. Oh, but thanks, you can call honey. us at 303-635-1210. Find us at Five Star Talent Entertainment on our uh, Facebook and FiveStarX.com. And it is the number five. Excellent. So, Thank you, Terry Fisher. Everyone. You too. Bye, honey. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Worship through wonderful music, impactful sermons, and inspirational talk programs. Where Love Lives, 810 KLVZ. The holidays can feel hopeless for those who are homeless and can't afford those delicious holiday meals. Because of this, the Denver Rescue Mission provides a hearty Thanksgiving meal to those who aren't lucky enough to have one. That meal includes, of course, a turkey. To provide for those in need, the Denver Rescue Mission needs your help. Their goal is to collect 15,000 turkeys to give to the ones who need them most. They're able to provide these turkeys only through your generous donations. You can bring your donation of a frozen turkey to the Lawrence Street Shelter 
or you can donate the amount of a turkey. By donating, you give hope to those who never thought they would be able to enjoy another Thanksgiving dinner. For more information on how you can help this holiday season, go to denverrescuemission.org. Denver Rescue Mission changes lives in the name of Christ. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. 810 KLVZ, Brighton, Denver, Boulder. A Crawford Broadcasting Station. Always happy to have Rick Thielen with Life Choices here. And Rick, you've got a lot of great things going on. You guys do wonderful work. So I kind of wanted to join you and talk about what's going on in Congress and the pro-life movement, because I think you do pro-life with a lot of love and not judgment. So I love what you guys do. Oh, thank you, Angie. And thanks again for having me on the show. I always enjoy it. And uh, uh, you're uh, so pro-life yourself. It's really enjoyable to talk with you. You know, and, and, uh, and yeah, you, there's a lot of very neat things going on. And Rick, I have to say, I'm pro-life kind of the way you are. It's hard to explain, but I don't know that I ever identified myself that way, which I am. Don't get me wrong. But I just love the way you guys do it. It's just so loving and open. And I feel like so many of these women are so scared and that you guys offer them a hug and come on in. We're not judging you. What are your options? Here's what. Here's a free ultrasound. We're here for you. And um, I just love that. And uh, I have to say, I don't know if I've told you this. I think I may have. My aunt is very pro-life, and she does a lot of the marches, and she uh, goes to D.C. every year. And she told me within the last few years that my grandmother had tried to terminate the pregnancy. In the old days, they took some kind of something, some medicine, and it didn't yep. work. And my aunt felt so guilty. Um, and my, my aunt, my grandmother felt so guilty. And my aunt and my grandmother ended up having the most unbelievably close bond bond. 
And so because my aunt knew that her life was a gift from God and that she wasn't supposed to be alive, she made it her life's work to do what you do. So that's kind of why my heart is in what you do. So let's talk about um, you know, some of the successes in Colorado. Oh, well, that's such a powerful story to, to share, Angie. I so, I so appreciate that. You know, it's, it's neat to, uh, to see uh, lives changed and, and minds that are changed. We, we see on a, on a pretty regular basis those women that come in uh, to our mobile medical clinic and have ultrasounds done, again, which is at no, no cost. And uh, they'll have a pregnancy test, and if it shows positive, then we, will, uh, then we set them up for an ultrasound. And the purpose of an ultrasound, uh, the medical purpose of it, is to determine that there's a viable interuterine pregnancy. And uh, at times, the pregnancy uh, is not necessarily in the uterus. And if it shows up in, for instance, the fallopian tubes, uh, it's called an ectopic pregnancy, uh, then that is a very life-threatening, uh, very serious I- issue. And we, uh, we've, we've uh, found that a couple of times and able to send those women to the emergency room and very likely have saved their life. Uh, oh, because yeah. uh, if they, you know, if uh, those would have broke open and and uh, they would have hemorrhaged, they they could bleed very quickly and lose their life. So it's neat to see that happen. But what's even neater is to see women come in and not really sure whether they want to keep the baby. And we have a lot of women come in and actually have appointments made already to have an abortion. And uh, they they go ahead and have the ultrasound, and they get to see the screen, and they get to see it real real time as as the ultrasound is going on, and and it's it's always amazing when they say to the nurse, they go, well well that's a baby, right. and uh, sometimes we even have mothers that come in, or that could be future grandmothers, and uh, they're absolutely positive that their daughter should have an ultrasound or have a have a uh, an abortion, and they see the ultrasound, and the very next thing they say is. That's my grandbaby up there, right. and all of a sudden things change. And uh, it, wow. you know what's really exciting is when they invite the whole family on onto the unit, and we do that. We uh, when the young girl comes in and uh, she sees that, and she may change her mind, but there's a lot of pressure at home. It could be from family, it could be from boyfriend, or even even a husband. And uh, <clears throat> we'll say, who else needs to see this? And so we'll set them up with another appointment. And they'll bring back whole families. There's not. There's been times where we've had nine, ten people, family members on the mobile unit, and uh, they have a separate screen set up in front where the uh, young woman can still have her privacy while the ultrasound's going on, and uh, they get to see the ultrasound real time. Whoa! And uh, some, some of the f- funniest things that have happened, we we've we've seen this happen where. Uh, the, all of a sudden, the, like it's like the baby knows what's going on, and it'll reach up an arm and act like it's waving uh, <laughs> to, to the and family. Yes, so and okay. Wild. And we've even seen uh, one young baby look like it's dancing, you know, kind of uh, doing the thing, and it, and you know that connects with the people right away, and it's so exciting. And to go back to what you originally had said, Angie. That's really how we like to approach: is one person at a time, love on them. Uh, making it non-threatening. We don't leverage or manipulate anyone. We just want to share the facts with them. And, um, and, and we, we, I think we're very successful at that because we do surveys of all of our clients uh, when, they, when, they're, uh, when they finished up meeting with us. Yeah. And 98, 99% of our clients, they'll always say, this is the most non-threatening. This is the oh. most welcoming. This is the most comfortable place. I, I could bring, I, I'm going to send my friends back here. It's so 
so great. Thank you you for treating us so well. Next time you bring in, bring some of those. I would love to read, because I've read when you've gone into classrooms, um, Uh kids changing their minds about how they feel about Mm. their, uh, the power they have to make a decision to wait uh, to have premarital sex, or if they've already been sexually active, to change their mind and say, hey, I have a right to decide whether or not, you know, I'm going to get involved in this. And so I love reading from like 13, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids what they think after your courses. So I'd love to see what some people have written about after they've had an ultrasound with you or changed their mind. I'd love to get more of your success stories and hear about uh, people's reactions afterwards. I think that is so cool and must be so, um, you know, uplifting and encouraging for you. Whenever I see you, um, I get excited when you tell me how many babies you (laughs) saved in the last week because it Uh gives me a visual of like five little babies last week or I always think of like a grade school at some point, an elementary school being filled with the kids that you guys have helped save. So with that said, not just progress in Colorado in the Senate, but also the U.S. Congress earlier in the month uh, here in November, um, you guys had some success, something wonderful happened with the U.S. Congress as well. Well, it was great because last week was um, uh, appreciation, uh, Pregnancy Center Appreciation Week. And uh, I I think it's just exciting that someone was going to do that. They they did it here in Colorado uh, in in the Senate. And it was Senator Kevin Lundberg and Senator Larry Crowder introduced a bill uh, that just appreciated to show appreciation for what the 60 pregnancy centers in Colorado uh, offer to the state and the services that they offer. And it was a very neat thing. They invited all of the Senate directors and, and staff to come into the Senate chambers. And they completely surrounded all the way, circled all the way around. And then we got a standing ovation. Uh, from most of the senators, <laughs> some that of the is... other ones, uh, oh, some of the other ones. Were... <laughs> <laughs> we had one senator that wanted to include uh, Planned Parenthood in there, and uh, I thought it was great when one of the other senators said, "Well, you know what? Uh, they don't do a lot as far as uh, I don't know that Planned Parenthood does much from a standpoint of working with abor- uh, with uh, adoptions, and uh, they really uh, want to do more of abortions." And, uh, and the pregnancy centers work against abortions, and that's what we're celebrating today is life. You know, it, it, <laughs> so it, it's pretty that's exciting. Very, yeah, very exciting. And, you know, it's interesting. I was, um, I don't know, just how naive sometimes I think people can be. So um, there is a Planned Parenthood Center in Boulder where I went to school, and I happened to be visiting yep. uh, this week. And uh, I noticed that there was, like, it was interesting. It was on top of, like, a shop. And so above the shop, which was like, oh, I want to go in that shop. And then looked up above my friend and said, oh, that's a weird combination to have Plant Parenthood against that mm-hmm. shop. Because it was like a fun food shop, you know, and it was like, oh, uh-huh. it was weird. And then the guy that we kind of made that comment in front of um, was in this bread store that I loved. And he said, oh, well, they don't do abortions there. And I walked out with my friend who's a conservative radio host <laughs> who's had last time he was doing a show, I think he had 350 affiliates around the country, Rusty Humphreys. And Rusty said – are you kidding me? That kid actually believes that up there in that Planned Parenthood office that they don't do abortions. Well, it's an interesting. You know, they did a, a national survey and uh, not, uh, not too long ago, and it said only 36% of the people were aware that Planned Parenthood did any abortions. And okay. uh, so okay. uh, about you give them some power to their marketing. <laughs> no kidding. All right. So with that said, um, let's talk about um, you and I exchanged a, a, and I did an interview recently with a, um, a woman 
who was involved with Hope Pregnancy Centers in Texas. And uh, we were yes. both excited to see that they had taken over a planned parenthood location because some legislation had changed in Texas. And for some reason, the Planned Parenthood uh, you know, organization was going to move out. And then Hope Pregnancy Centers took it over, which was, you know, made national news. Yes, uh, and it's happened in a, in a, in a few, few locations across the country. But Texas passed some interesting laws. Um, one that I thought was noteworthy because we, I testified on behalf of, of a bill that was introduced here in Colorado that said the same thing. And this bill was to set minimum medical standards for abortion centers to operate with. Ah, now, to me, that right. seems like that's a... What it was. Yeah. Yep, and it seems to me like that ought to be a... Anybody would want that. And, uh, uh, and so Texas passed it. And, uh, and, and, and so it caused uh, uh, abortion centers to close down because they couldn't meet those standards and they didn't want to, uh, well, either from cost or whatever up. that may be. Let's back up. Sure. So you're saying that medically they wanted it to be a clean, safe environment that met certain standards, and which you would think that people would want if they were having any kind of invasive you know, procedure done. And because Correct. these abortion centers couldn't meet these medical standards, they had to close. That is exactly right. And I thought, boy, this ought to be a slam dunk here in Colorado because people would want that. And, you know, if, if, you're, if you're for women, wouldn't you want the best possible medical care for women? And, um, and so I remember because I had our nurse manager and one of our other ladies testifying. And I got to tell you, Angie, I was a little shocked at the vitriol and the hate that was directed from the other side at, uh, our, at our two ladies. And, uh, and I love the final question and the, because they didn't have any more questions after this. And they said, well, I suppose that pregnancy centers operate with, with medical standards. And uh, our nurse manager said, as a matter of fact, the answer is yes. And I brought the, thing, uh, the three ring binder that holds all of our, uh, all of our, our procedures uh, and everything that we have to meet. And it was a three-inch a three, inch three ring binder. And inside that, there were all kinds of Post-it notes on there. And she says, and I wanted to point out why the Post-it notes are on here, because we have to update it every year. It has to be approved by our, our, by our medical doctor, has to be approved by our CEO, has to be approved by our board, and then all of our staff, paid staff and non-paid staff, meaning volunteers, have to agree to operate within these procedures. And... Um, and uh, so it was after that that uh, no more questions were directed uh, to our nurse <laughs> no, manager. That's enough. No, okay, we're done. No more questions. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. But yet, that is, uh, that's a fact that in Colorado and many states across the country, there are no minimum medical standards that the abortion centers have to operate within. And so that's why you see some of these things that are happening across the country um, and, and uh, just are, are just scary. Uh, when they're finding, you know, parts of babies in bottles or jars on, the, uh, on, on that, or they're letting babies, if they're born alive because the abortion procedure failed, and then they set them over on a, on a tray and then let them die uh, and, and doing some other things. So uh, Texas was, has led the way, and Louisiana is not too far behind in doing those same things. So, yeah, there's only uh, a handful of, of uh, abortion centers left in Texas, uh, the other ones closed down because they could they they could not or would not uh, operate within those minimal medical standards. 
Okay, I have another question for you as well. I know that you uh, had a very successful event. Tell everyone a little bit about uh, the event that you held and why it was so successful and your speaker and why he has such a heart for babies. Yeah, we're, we're great. This is our annual uh, big fundraiser called, we called it A Night for Life. And uh, we've had different speakers in over the last couple of years. Two years ago, we had Rick Santorum, a great pro-life uh, senator. Uh, we had last year Cal Thomas. And this year, we had the Hollywood director-producer, Jason Jones. Uh, most people know him from the movie Bella. And, uh, and he's done a number of other movies. And uh, those movies are all pro-life. And they have a, uh, they're not so in-your-face, but they're quality, uh, well-done uh, movies uh, that are all about uh, how how valuable and how important and intrinsic life is and how we should be protecting it. And why uh, is Jason such, Jones, yeah, tell us his story. Yeah, I was just going to go on. Yeah. Uh, when he was 17 years old, he got his girlfriend pregnant. And um, his girlfriend and he sat down and, and they were deciding what they were going to do. They, they were not going to get an abortion, but, but uh, they had to figure out how they were going to support this baby and become a family. So they decided uh, that he would drop out of school. And, and the idea was that he was going to come home afterwards and uh, marry, marry his girlfriend. And in the meantime, she was going to wear really baggy clothes so nobody would know that she was pregnant. She didn't tell her parents or anything. And uh, about two weeks before she got out of basic, he had this phone call. And on the other end of the phone uh, was his girlfriend, and she was hysterical and just crying. And all she could say was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, at about that time, uh, her father got on the phone, took the phone away from her and got on the phone and said to Jason, I know what your secret was, and your secret is gone. I took her and we and I made her have an abortion. Your baby is gone. And, you know, at that point in time, he didn't even know. Uh, this was in 1987, I believe. Wait, hold on. So 1987, he's only 17 years old. He didn't even know abortion was Ill, uh, it was legal. And so he felt like someone had killed his child and he wanted something done. He wanted like he was ups- obviously upset. Oh, yes. In fact, he went to his commanding officer and asked his commanding officer to call the police because he said, my, fa- my, uh, my girlfriend's father killed my baby. And it was the officer. He says, well, well, Jason, you, you do understand. Our private, <laughs> private Jones actually is how he's addressed. You do understand abortion is legal. And he was shocked. He could not believe it that in, in America oh. that we would be willingly killing babies. And, uh, and you know what was interesting about that? He came to that conclusion while he was still an atheist. Wow. Uh, and uh, because he understood how important life was. And uh, it was actually a couple of uh, authors that he read, hum- uh, humanist uh, authors, that actually triggered his uh, need to look. And uh, then he ended up reading, he started the Bible, started in Genesis and read all the way through, and uh, eventually became a Christian. But that was almost almost 13 years later. And so uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. He has a great family now. and uh, But he says... It still haunts me, uh, even though I didn't have a part of that, that baby was taken away from me. And we see that with the men now. Uh, if one in three women have had an abortion, that's what the average is in the country, there's that many men that's involved with abortions. They've either paid for an abortion, facilitated, or even forced someone to have an abortion. And uh, I've met a number of men that have come in who they, they've even lost their careers over it because they just can't get past this, or they have this um, this uh, empty spot in their heart, or they they have this guilt that they're carrying around, 
uh, that they can't get past. And yet we, we work with men and women uh, that have gone through an abortion and help, help them get through the pain and to recover from that with a Bible study called Forgiven and Set Free. And I've had, uh, I've known a girlfriend uh, who married the man that they, they terminated the pregnancy um, was their, their child, and they went on to have four more kids. And 30 years after the uh, termination of that pregnancy, she went through Forgiven and Set Free, and she said even though her, she and her husband never spoke about it again, he also went through Forgiven and Set Free, and he needed it too. There was a lot of pain over that, especially after seeing four more of their children come into the world. She was just 17 at the time, and I remember her saying, I, I just wanted to stop. I wanted someone to give me another option. I wanted someone to get, tell me there was another way out of this. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad that your, uh, you know, event was a success. And I'm so happy that you get to join us and share what you do, because I feel like you give hope to so many scared young women who aren't sure where to turn and you guys are there for them. I want to make sure, Rick, that People uh, know how to find you guys because you come into schools, and I've mentioned your program about Mm -hmm. how you teach young people about the choices that they're allowed to have and that they don't have to be pressured in uh, by society into making decisions they don't even feel comfortable with. Some of these young gals don't even know that it's okay for them to say, no, I'm really not interested in getting sexually active at this age. So how how do people find you and about the ultrasounds, your programs, uh, if they want to volunteer, and if they'd like your school program to come to their school? Sure. The easiest way to do that is go to lifematters.org. And we always say go there because life matters at life choices. So lifematters.org. And you'll have the contact information and uh, they can just send information to me or I'll, I'll get it to our right staff person. And uh, we'll be glad to do that. Excellent. Rick Thielen, Life Choices, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for all you do. And thanks for saving so many kids. You're filling up an elementary school with kids. <laughs> thanks, Angie. We, call, we, we just call it, we just know it's a calling, and we think it's an honor to be able to do so. Thank, Thank you for you. helping us. Thank you, Rick. This is where love lives, 810 KLVZ. Hope starts with a meal at Denver Rescue Mission. Each year, the mission provides hundreds of thousands of meals to the hungry and homeless in our community. And each year, the number of hungry increases. You can help this Thanksgiving season by giving at denverrescuemission.org. By giving to the mission, you guarantee that someone in need gets a Thanksgiving meal this year given to them through the Denver Rescue Mission. Just $1.92 is all it takes to provide a warm and hearty meal for one hungry man, woman, or child. You would be surprised by how little it takes to make an impact. Such a small amount can restore hope and begin to change lives. You can also donate a turkey to the mission, ensuring that a family will have one for Thanksgiving. Ready to help the cause? Donate online at denverrescuemission.org. Change happens here. Hello, it's your pal Angie Austin. You know, I have to tell you, if you enjoy the good news, I would love your support. I would love to team up with you, to partner with you, and help you grow your business or your nonprofit. And also, you could support the good news at the same time. I know all of my sponsors personally. I really enjoy working with these advertisers because we have friendships as well as a business relationship. This show means the world to me. I have a passion for sharing good news, and I have a passion for my faith, and I would also have a passion for you and and building your business as well. You can reach me at angieaustinnews at gmail.com, angieaustinnews at gmail.com. I'd love to work with you. 
Hey, it's Angie. Do you have dreams and goals that you really want to reach and you don't know how to reach them? You feel lost, like you don't have a roadmap to your dreams? Do you need like a big jolt of coffee? Well, that's Carrie Conley. She has a big event coming up and every year I go and it helps me reach my goals. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how you doing? Yes, very, very excited about the event. It's called Vision is Victory. It's the third annual. It's in January uh, 2016, the 14th through the 16th in Scottsdale, Arizona. It'll be beautiful. And I'll be there. You'll be there. Tickets are very reasonable right now. Great excuse to get away from Colorado in the cold winter months. And you really teach us um, every single step we have to take to take what we want in life and actually put it into actionable steps and reach our goals. That's right. I want people walking out knowing exactly what to do and how to get there. And in three days, we learn that. You do. I And did. meet some really awesome people and have a lot of fun. It is a blast. And I learn so much every year that I go. All right, Carrie Conley, how do we reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Music, talk, and the love of Christ. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. Dan Jacobs is here again, and he has good news in the real estate world. Real estate agent and attorney Dan Jacobs, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What is the good news? Well, we've talked about it on the show before for such a long time, really it's dating back to January 1st, 2015. We had a situation where, where first-time home buyers or home buyers in that smaller part of the market, you know, that 200,000 to 250, 300,000, just been getting killed. These are families. These are new, newlyweds. These are people that need affordable housing, and they're going up against cash investors. I think we talked about on the show one time. We had a, a property we listed for 220, sold for 285 or something like that. And it was all to a cash guy, some big oil guy that came in. So the um, so the people, the families, or the people without the cash, they can't compete to get a home. Out. They've been having a, a, a very hard time competing. Um, what the good news is is that we're finally seeing, and we, we thought this would happen, but we're, the data is starting to show, we're starting to see some things out there where that we're, as we get into the holidays, we're gonna be, uh, there's gonna be an opportunity for those families, and the, not just families, but people in those price ranges to compete for that affordable housing. Um, as traditionally we slow down in this time, people start gearing up for the holidays and doing other things, competition has has lessened and now it used to be back in the old days you know we would be like october to may when it would be our slow season right now um, the last couple of years has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter like last year it really cranked up at january 1st okay but the good news is right now if, even if you had your your feelings hurt or you, you got discouraged you know trying and putting in offer after offer after offer on these homes and always getting beat out right now 
um, is from here going forward to at least, you know, we, we don't have a crystal ball, so we don't know when it'll pick back up again, but at least till, you know, in my opinion, January 1st, this is a great time to get in there and compete um, to actually, you know, try and win, a, you know, get a property that you can, you know, move into at an affordable price. And, um, you know, just for people to get a little background on how I know Dan, we've known each other for years. Uh, he and I worked together when I worked in TV news and he worked in radio. And then he went back to school to become an attorney and then a real estate agent. And I'm actually using Dan because we've been friends for so long. So I want you to know that when I recommend him, he's somebody that I also would use for my family. And he's starting to look for me as well and will sell my home. Uh, so, uh, you know, please, I highly recommend Dan. He's a friend of mine and he supports me on the good news. And the reason he and I started working together again is because Dan also um, has a heart for the good news stories I share. So he wanted to support me and vice versa. Yeah, it's uh, you guys do a great program. I, I think I've told you the story, but I don't know if I told your listeners, but you know, I was doing a, uh, a trial one time downtown at a courthouse, and I took the client out for lunch, and um, it was actually a male client. And I said, oh, you know, he, you know, we were talking about radio. I said, I used to work in radio. I used to work over at this station. He goes, yeah, yeah, but you know who I love? I love that Angie Austin, Aww. that good news all the time. And I said, oh, yeah, I know Angie Austin. So, <laughs> you know, it's been a pleasure to, um, to be able to, you know, have that association. And it really is because when you think about the families that have been squeezed or the people that have been squeezed out of this market – you know, it's a beautiful thing that our economy is, is rebounding and, and Colorado is robust and, and things are going well and people are working again. But it really does kind of break your heart when people, you see them, they're working hard. And traditionally, you know, they would be able to. The American dream was you could get a house. Yeah. You know, yeah. You were able to, you know, you know, have something affordable and raise your kids. And, yeah, and, and have a backyard. And have a backyard. In the cul-de-sac to ride the bikes around in. Exactly. That's what we wanted for our kids. Well, I'm telling you, and, and you know, when I lived in low-income housing as a kid for a lot of my childhood, and uh, when I left, I didn't want my mom to not have a home, so I helped her buy a condo after I graduated from college because you don't, you, you want to raise your family or have your family, your, your mother, um, in a place where you're proud. You have some pride in the place. And so I'm thrilled. Okay, I want to know if people want to find out what their place is worth or have you start looking for them um, I, I need you to come over and kind of get a you know feel for my place and wh where I'm going to list it so um, how do they reach you and just you know initially have you give them an idea of what their place is work worth and uh, you know what they can afford yeah absolutely the best way um, the, the easiest to remember since my name is Dan Jacobs Dan Jacobs real estate at gmail.com that's all one string with no dots or anything like that Dan Jacobs Real Estate at gmail.com or my phone number is also easy to remember 303-304-2230 303-304-2230 Excellent Dan Jacobs Real Estate give him a call excellent thanks Dan thanks for listening to the good news with Angie Austin find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.